I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. <laughs> Welcome to She Talks Peace, a podcast that highlights the role of women peace builders around the world in bringing lasting peace and security to communities, eavesdrop on their communities and get to know their stories. From the Philippines to Malaysia, from Indonesia to Palestine, from Myanmar to the United States, their dreams and hopes for a world without violence and a world where every woman and girl can be whoever she wants to be. Hosted by Amina Rasul Bernardo, President of the Philippine Center for Islam and Democracy. This is She Talks Peace. It is a divine fact that we are all created different. And further on, uh, the revelation explains, uh, God could have created as one person, as, as one community, but he did not. Why? Right. Because he wants us to get to know each other. To get, How do we get to know each other? Through dialogue, right? Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of She Talks Peace. I'm Amina Rasul of the Philippine Center for Islam and Democracy, joining you from Manila and hoping that you're over the holiday seasons. I'm here with my co-host. Hi everybody, this is Ayesa and I'm joining you from Kota Kinabalu, Sabah, Malaysia. Hi Amina, how are you? So far so good Ayesa. Happy New Year! uh, Happy New Year! So you've been (laughs) cooking barbecue, huh? Up in the mountains. (laughs) Yes, yeah, we were very lucky that on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, we rented a house facing this uh, beautiful view of Mount Kinabalu. So that's where we had our barbecue with a fantastic view of Mount Kinabalu for uh, two days. How about you, Amina? How was your New Year? Well, uh, not not exciting and not as much fun, I guess, as, as you my my kids, uh, my husband and I, we had uh, early dinner. Can you imagine <laughs> dinner at like <laughs> thirty? Because we wanted to go to this. That's nice really early. Oh yeah, this nice Japanese restaurant, which was so booked. I guess, huh? so oh, we had to I go. See. We had to go like at at uh, six thirty. Because we wanted okay. to also have an early dinner because we were going to go to my mom's place. We always spend New Year there and, and be with her. But I don't know if it's being a senior citizen, Ayesa. Uh, we went home early. <laughs> and I was asleep okay. before, before midnight. But my children okay. woke me up <laughs> just to be uh-huh, happy uh-huh. New Year. But... Yeah. but um, but you know, yes, uh, even as um, we're having 
a nice time with family, fighting doesn't recognize holidays, Ayesa. Did you read about oh, yes. the news from Basilan that there was a group of Abu Sayyaf bandits that attacked an army detachment in Basilan? That was just last Sunday. And uh, for our listeners, so, Basilan is an island province. It's uh, very near my home, uh, which is uh, Sulu province, uh, an mm-hmm. archipelagic uh, province. Four were wounded, Ayesa. Do you remember Father Angel Calvo? Yes, I do. We invited him over to Penang. Uh, uh, he joined us for our Consolidation for Peace program for Mindanao. Yeah. I have great memories with Father Calvo. He is really a wonderful person uh, who has been doing a lot of interfaith dialogue actually in, in the whole of Mindanao. He's very, uh, he's very much a popular figure, very well respected also. Yeah. So what's yeah, happening here, with here, Father here. Calvo? Well, Father I, Angel, I Angel Calvo. Father Angel. We should tell our listeners that the Father Angel, as we uh, in the Philippines call him, uh, is a Claretian missionary from Spain. And he mm-hmm. came to the Philippines in 1972. Can you imagine? So, Ayesa, he's been with us for when I was born. Years. When I was born. No way. <laughs> really? Yeah, martial law. I'm a martial law baby. Comes, he comes to the Philippines and he gets assigned to Basilan. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah. for you, Ayesa, and me, Father Angel is our go to person for interfaith dialogue and, and peace Definitely. building. Yeah. yeah. So he's retiring. He'll be leaving oh, us. Soon. Okay. And, and he's going he, back to Spain? Is I he going back so. to Spain? I, th- I oh, think so. We will miss him. So, yeah. And I think um, our friends are organizing a series of, uh, you know, uh, little parties uh, for him. But unfortunately, it's going to be in Sambuanga. And I'm stuck here in Manila. Yeah. But, you know, Father, there was a book written about Father Angel's mission. And in that book, mm-hmm. Father Angel said, and this was a long time ago, uh, mid-70s probably, he said the Church of Basilan was so strongly shaken by armed conflict between Muslim rebels and government mm-hmm. that they were forced to overhaul the church completely. So he said, we were forced okay. to search out the deepest causes underlying it all to look for urgent solutions to create mechanisms to counteract the effects of cannons and bullets, to build a reconciliation that will last, to rebuild a road for peace. And his mission has been not just about uh, helping refugees or, or preaching peace on earth, but he was actually interweaving disaster response community development, okay. yeah. building basic human communities, and very, very special interreligious dialogue. And that made me think, Ayesa, of your friend, who is going to be our guest today. This is a very busy lady here in Malaysia, uh, our special guest for today, Amina. And as you said, you know, he is a very important person because uh, similar to Father Calvo, he has really been uh, doing 
lacking a lot in terms of uh, interfaith dialogue or more particularly uh, known here as uh, inter civilizational dialogue rather you know in fact there is a center that has been built at university malaya where she has uh, established and which she has be- been very uh, crucial in establishing this center for civilizational dialogue so when we talk about interfaith dialogue or civilizational dialogue the the person that first comes to mind to my mind especially and to many malaysians is our special guest today uh, professor dato azizan baharudin so we're very lucky because as i said she's a very busy person and we are so uh, honored that she is able to join us for today So shall I start introducing her formally, Amina? Yes, please. Welcome, uh, Dr. Professor Dr. Azizan Binti Baharudin. Okay, just to for our audience to get to know more about our special guest. As I mentioned, um, I have known uh, uh, Professor Azizan, you know, for since I first came to Malaysia. In fact, you know, I think that was sometime in. 2003, you know, if I am not mistaken, 2003, 2004, when I That's joined her, time. you know, for some, yes, for some of the trainings that she organized about uh, civilizational dialogue in University Malaya. And that was, in fact, the first time that I heard about all these discussions about civilizational dialogue. And uh, I think that was also the time, the um, you know, when all these uh, theses about clash of civilization by Samuel Hunter was very popular so yeah. this was really a very uh, timely um, work for University Malaya you know to introduce this concept of civilizational dialogue and uh, for the many years that uh, professor Azizan has worked on this uh, on this uh, subject she has also been very uh, important in leading the Malaysian Uh, government and academics as they created you know and help in the drafting of an islamic declaration on global climate change you know in 2016 there was uh, a un uh, united nations framework convention on climate change and they also contributed to this uh, framework and then uh, later on uh, professor azizan has also become Uh, a director general of um, uh, many uh, of this uh, IKIM, okay, the Institute Kapahaman uh, Islam Malaysia. It is an uh, an institution uh, for Islamic understanding understanding on Islam in Malaysia. A very important institution where she was a director general there, and she was also a director uh, a member of the International Bioethics Committee. Or IBC in Paris, you know. So, not only uh, Professor Azizan is uh, has been holding important positions in academe and also in the public sector here in Malaysia, but she has been very much um, uh, a contributor to also to is uh, to Islam and uh, discussions, you know, and civilizational dialogue at the international uh, venues at, as well. So. Ladies and gentlemen, let's all welcome Professor Azizan. Prof. Yes, thank you so very much. Welcome to you. Waalaikumsalam salam. Welcome to Sheetal Space. Masha Allah. So I, I'm overjoyed. Thank you so much, Sister Amina, uh, Dr. Ayasa, for this wonderful opportunity to speak with you. 
And I think uh, what you said about what I've been doing, uh, Sister Amina, actually overwhelms me. <laughs> like I <laughs> asked myself, has that been the way I spent my life so far? So I guess uh, once in a while it's good to be reviewing what one has been doing in one's uh, life, especially career. And I, after listening to you, I think I must conclude that uh, I have been extremely lucky. Yeah, both sisters, uh, both of you, I have admired also very, very much uh, for all the peace work that you've done uh, in the Philippines, in the region, and in the world. So, unfortunately, I've not been able to really uh, follow through that kind of work because uh, what I have been put on my lap is also quite critical in the context of our society. So, thank you so much for this wonderful opportunity and this uh, invitation. Uh, and I hope that we may be able to exchange some useful uh, information with one another with regards to what more we can do for, for not just ourselves here, but you know, today we speak of the global village, right? So for everyone. And, uh, it's our and honor and pleasure. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Thank but you. Let, me, let me ask you, Ayesa mentioned uh, Huntington's clash of civilizations. Yep. Yep. It doesn't get mentioned too much now. I mean, every day, somebody That's was right. talking about the clash yes. of civilizations making right. Islam the, right. the new enemy of the world. Right. So I, wanted, yep. I wanted to ask you, uh, Dr. Azizan, yeah. what do you mean by civilizational dialogue? Yeah, okay. We, As you notice, we didn't use uh, religious dialogue, interreligious dialogue. We didn't use the word religion because... Fortunately or unfortunately, the moment you speak about religion, any religion, right, uh, automatically you will find that there will be different interpretations by various groups within the same religion. So you will not want to get into a deep theological debates when actually what is needed is human beings uh, recollecting or um, reclaiming their common humanity. Right, so when you use civilization, it is much broader and it encompasses a lot more uh, elements, such as uh, such as culture. Culture is such a simple word, but it's very meaningful. I mean, if you want to capture what someone stands for, I think it's much easier to look at the culture that he embraces rather than sometimes the so-called religion that he belongs to. So I say this with the greatest of respects because I'm sure there'll be many. Uh, people listening to your podcast in the, in the future. And uh, to begin with, I would like to humbly apologize to all of them, any of them who might think that whatever I say in this podcast is, is not really to their liking. Because something else which we do not want to happen is a fitna. Fitna. Mm. People misunderstanding yeah. you, misquoting you, and then viraling what you say that they don't like. So it creates more non-peace, you know, or the opposite of peace rather than peace. So I really humbly back everybody, yeah, because I think Taufik, Hidayah, uh, enlightenment, yeah, it belongs to the Creator. Any of us, the Quran says, is as uh, it can be a recipient to Allah's, uh, the Creator's, uh, um, you know, enlightenment. Uh, so, so let's not um, be judgmental. So back to your question, why civilizational dialogue and not something else is because we, we want to steer our ship clear of all these kinds of issues. So let's speak, and then civilization, 
when you look at it uh, linguistically, it comes from the word civitas in Latin, yeah, and tamadun in, in Arabic, which also means a kind a state of being where you are out, you are you have already overcome state of barbaricness, state of chaos. Yeah, so you're talking about some order in life. So already you start with uh, a notion which is inclusive. Already you start with the idea that everybody can come in, can come on board and do the dialogue. And yeah. basically, dialogue is about uh, human beings uh, knowing each other. And again, if I if uh, some uh, people of my own religion, for example, want to question me, I start with the uh, ayat uh, 13, Surah Al Hujurat, where God says, "From the man and woman, we created you into different nations and tribes." So it is a divine fact that we are all created different and mm. further on uh, the revelation explains uh, God could have created us as one person as, as one community but he did not why right. because he wants us to get to know each other to get how do we get to know each other through dialogue right, right? Um, right. so and like you said Samuel P. Huntington's theory is just it's just uh, so far away now but as it was uh, propounded by him the world at that time really latched onto it. And the yeah. Foreign Affairs yeah. Department of some countries, let's not mm-hmm. name countries, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really used it as, as, a, as a guiding principle. Oh, like yes. Yeah. 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 So, so the, the people in, in, in a certain part of the world are talking about the green peril, which is Islam, or the yellow mm. peril, which is right. China. Yeah. That, right. So, this was terrible, and I think in our region, Chinese civilization, the Indian civilization, the Malay civilization, you know, uh, have always been in a kind of a, a state of peaceful coexistence. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. I remember going to the U.S., uh, invited by Asia Society, and... We went to, this was in 2007, and we went to George uh, Mason University and uh, Georgetown University. Yes, I found yes. out that this book by Samuel Huntington is a must-read book among yes. the students. <laughs> so that's how they really uphold, you know, and yes. try to perpetrate this idea that there is a clash of civilizations. Yes. But, but I, I like 
to ask also Professor Aziza here because for younger people, you know, this generation, our students, especially at the universities, you know, who may not be conscious anymore that this thing happened, this idea yeah. of clash of civilizations actually was being, you know, promoted in the past, you know, in the past uh, 15 years ago, not too long ago. How do we explain to them that this dialogue is not merely about talking to each other because they might look at, you know, for common yeah. people, yeah. you know, dialogue yeah. to them is simply talking to each other. But what is really so important about this yeah, civilizational dialogue? dialogue? Yeah. Okay, we go back to the word dialogos. Dialogue is from dialogos. Dia is uh, shedding light. Logos is a kind of uh, understanding about everything, about life. Yeah, so I just make a small uh, analogy. Yeah? You look at my hand now. You see my palm. That's that's what you see on the other side. But that's not what I see from my end. What I see on my end is this. Something quite different. So what 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 do I do if I want to see what you are seeing? I, ha I have to actually go to you to on your right. side. I have to empathize yeah. with you. So this is in the realm of psychology. This is in the realm of anthropology. This is in the realm of sociology. Yeah, uh, that we must understand who we are as human beings. And then coming from a science background, we will add on we are a, a trillion full of cells. That actually the controller of them is not us. You have red cells. I have red cells. And if something goes wrong, we we transfuse our bloods into each other. Right, we breathe in the same gas, oxygen. It comes from the same green leaf in Mount Kinabalu there, or in in Manila there. Amina has very nice plants behind her. Yeah, so so it's the same oxygen. So yeah. then we go back. We go back uh, to okay. This is another issue, right? Some people say that okay, your worldview proceeds of comes from your uh, your your Quran, your revelatory knowledge, right? Ours no, we are atheists. Fine, but this is why I think science play a major role. Yeah, put the put our reveal books aside. Yeah, but here and now, what what are we utilizing? What are we experiencing? Nature as it as it truly is, right? So do you do you deny planet? Precisely. So common humanity. So di dialogue is like, uh, it's a part of life. And to to do dialogue, it has to be a desire. To get to know, to understand, from which arise empathy, from which arise love and compassion and mercy, right? Which is which is another set of things that we need. Now we talk about vitamins, vaccines, right? We talk about the physical things that we need to consume, but we also need to consume something else that are alive in nature. That is that that that, that is not physical in nature. We are smiling to each other, right? The act of smiling uh, entails the physical movements of our muscles. But more than that, something from the heart, which everybody is quarreling. Is it here, here, you know? <laughs> but we all have hearts, called in Arabic, right? So today, lo and behold, this is why I love this subject uh, called religion science. Not, and by religion, it's not just Islam. Okay, uh, Scientists are telling you that actually the brain is more intelligent than the, no, the heart is more intelligent than the brain. In that there are circuitries that are, that, that there are connections uh, inside the heart, uh, in the communications between cells and whatnot, receptor cells, uh, that 
happens very quickly and the heart apparently does not lie. What, so what you feel actually is real. So mm-hmm. I think this is very important in peace work. More often than not, you deal with people's feelings and emotions, perceptions, which at the end... Agree, the agree. Day, yeah. So, so uh, what was the question, Janelle? Sorry. <laughs> um, what's the big deal about dialogue? Dialogue is a science. Yeah, talking to each other, how are you and what's the weather, that in itself is a kind of communication already, you know. And uh, some scientists have made a kind of experiment with three plants, Amina. One, you, you talk, you, you curse it every day. And oh, then yeah. You have, yeah, you have another one that you, 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 you say nice things to it every day and there's another you one. Talk you talk to the plant. Leave it alone. Guess which plant died? The one which was ignored. Meaning, even if people speak ill, <laughs> not nice things to you, you need attention. Human being needs attention. And mm. dialogue is about giving each other attention. And if you do serious formal dialogues, it's even more meaningful, right? I mean, that's a, we, there was a book uh, launched uh, last Saturday uh, on the dialogue between Abdurrahman Wahid, the former president of Indonesia, and Daisaku Ikeda the president of Soka Gakai International. So if you read through, it's just, it's just a, a record of they are talking to each other. And it began with where did you grow up? Uh, what village? What was it like? Uh, what, what's the favorite uh, uh, flower in your village? And uh, what's the significance of that? And they went through the war and then they talked about their grandparents, what they learned from and what they feel they, they want to do today and what they feel about peace and all that. Yeah? The title of the book is Peace and Tolerance, the Wisdom of Generosity and something. Yeah? Uh, so this is, this, is, this is dialogue. But of course, these two great figures took seven years from 2002 to 2009 to finish their, to complete their set of dialogues. You know? But we, we, we don't do that, of course. But what my point is, if, it's very poignant, you know, it's very like touching. When when the moment you understand someone, where he's coming from, is that then at least you can say, okay, I understand why he's like that. And then it's quite a, possible to come to a conclusion where you agree to disagree without harming each other. Right. And and in the in the diversified world today, locally and internationally, that has to happen. Of course, all this science sounds very, very idealistic. But I think if you do a proper study, an empirical study, out of 100 proper uh, true dialogue, I think easily 80% will tell you, 80% of the dialogues you would see has some impact. At least it yeah, would be Yeah, I think. Better in than in practice, Dr. Aziz. And let me bring you to yeah. the, the international uh, sure. development. I suppose yes. you have been like me, and I think Ayesa would also be uh, equally um, entertained by the uh, circus yes. that's going on yes. Yes. in the United States Congress. Yeah. In their, I mean, the whole of last year was crazy. Uh, this year, in their election for um, uh, the Speaker of the House, where almost unprecedented. They took 15 rounds of voting before the Republicans could select their speaker. I mean, it is, it's insane. And they were 
being held hostage by a small group of uh, very right-wing Republicans who have all been accused of um, promoting a lie that their leader, Trump, won the elections. So now you've got the powerful U.S. Congress. The majority um, is Republican. The speaker is Republican. But being hostaged by this group of election deniers who have been peddling all kinds of, of untruths. In a situation like that, yeah. Dr. Azizan, yeah. how yeah. is it possible to have a dialogue of these leaders, the Republicans and the Democrats? I mean, yeah. how, do you, how do you break through? Or is yeah. that an impossibility, Dr. Azizan? Yeah, this is why I think uh, I think we we call we bring we bring in the word civilization back in. Are you civilized or are you not civilized? Then we need to know. Sorry, you know, earlier on we talked about how we are rebels, right? We, <laughs> I think, one special feature of many women is that they are mothers, they are wives, besides being profession professionals, right? Like one simple example I make is when when you spill coffee, what what do what do women like us do? We don't order someone to go and get something. We quickly take our handkerchief or tissue over and just mop it. Just that's just the way we are. Maybe it's in our DNA. So I think was I, I can comment many things there, but um, but all I want to say is that uh, nationally, the people over there will have to think. Uh, they have to sort it out. Uh, certainly, there's no dialogue there, no possibility of dialogue. And like we said, that's why we cannot see, we, do, we don't hang the word dialogue in mid-air just by itself, no. It's civilizational dialogue. So yeah. you have to come to terms with what it means to have adapt, to have, you know, we speak about SOP, right? Some, yeah. Standard operating procedures. What is that all about? That's right. How that's How come there's no SOP somewhere? And then you, we talk about corruption, right? So in some countries, in our region, for example, corruption is taking money illegally and all that. But I think corruption is also denying what is what is true, what is true. fact, what is facts, what is true. That 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 is also corruption of the highest yeah. order. And that's hypocrisy. That's even worse. And the good the, the reveal books are telling us this is the worst kind of uh, behavior of the human being being a hypocrite. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, you know, if you are this way inclined, if you believe in the in the in the book, yeah, Allah says the the place of the hypocrite is even worse than the 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 those that you know that do other things. They they belong to the lowest heaven, and so lowest uh, what you call it fire, yeah. Even though uh, outwardly, you know, they 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 seem they seem terhormat uh, was uh, terhormat. I I they belong uh, respect. Respected. Yeah, they, they, be, they belong to the respected group, the educated group, right? The responsible group, the people with the mm -hmm. power and all that. But they behave that way. But mm -hmm. but in real terms, in humanity, in true humanitarian terms, that's not on. Yeah. So I think what we're doing here is, you know, thank you, uh, to Amina for 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 bringing this up because dialogue is something deep. Dialogue requires. Uh, you to have uh, sincerity, 
uh, a very difficult word to to talk about today. Yeah, sincerity. What is the price of sincerity? Is anybody sincere? And in, in my in my country, for example, at the moment, there's some researchers that say that uh, society is undergoing uh, what is called deficit trust. Mm. Mm-hmm. Also, empathy deficit. So many of those nice things we are all mm. in deficit of, right? So mm-hmm. what you you just discovered, uh, what you just uh, explained to us, I think it's up to the people, to the colleagues over there, to talk it talk it out. This yeah. corrupted dialogue that we yeah. are witnessing in uh, in the United States Capitol. Do you think it could ever happen to us here? I think, you know, obviously all of our ASEAN countries, you know, we are already experiencing, you know, not only in, in our government, but also even among civil society, like even, you know, among, as Professor Asisan said, you know, all those educated and supposedly respectful, you know, even whether we are uh, academicians or whether we are NGO leaders, you know, we see it happening every time. So that is why it's important for us, you know, to educate our younger people, you know, yeah. that what is wrong is really is wrong. There is no yeah. other way to it. What is yeah. right is right. You know, so, so it's good that uh, Professor Aziza brought that up, you know, that this this values, uh, that yeah. the dialogue is also, the dialogue um, um, practice is also teaching us. Yeah. That's, the other, that's the other key word when you speak about dialogue. Uh, it's not simply, and this answers what Ayesha said just now, uh, what's a big deal about dialogue. It is attached to values. And you have to sort out what those values are. And to begin with, we have to come to agreement what values do we believe in, in total, uh, uh, you know, in general, and what values we think belong to specific groups only. So that in that situation, we agree to disagree. But there's so many things we can agree upon. Right? There's so many things we can agree upon. So I, for coming from where I, I'm coming from, I of course, the only faith uh, or worldview uh, paradigm that I'm familiar with is my own, right? So I, I would want to share those. I would want to explain those using scientific terminology as far as I can. Right? But certain things I will not be able to. So let me speak to my friends who belong to another uh, uh, worldview and, and, and so on. Lo and behold, we will discover that, yeah, you know this, we will come to see there will be so many things that we believe in in in, in general, right? And we can move forward with. The saddest part is because we have been so polarized, we have allowed ourselves to be polarized because of extreme kinds of interpretations or whatever it is. Right? We have neglected to dialogue and to interact with others, to get to know others. So the young ones are actually complaining. They have not been exposed. They only know their group. They only know their language. That even that, it is not too well either because technology is also spoiled the situation. Because the young ones in all groups now are going into the, into the technology, into, into you know, into the into the uh, what do you call it, uh, into the internet, yeah. and they're getting all kinds of information which I think the grandfathers or grandmothers or even parents, hmm. you know, would not agree totally with everything that they have access to. See what I'm trying to say? And then they have yeah. this. 
yeah, they have this powerful technology to to I don't know do what with as well. So planning for your next trip, elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay. Yeah, yes, sir. Okay, go on. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I just want to uh, quickly ask also Professor Aziza because I'm sure our audience will be interested to find out from Professor Aziza knowing that Malaysia's a society, you know, is very uh, multicultural, you know, and then uh, at the university level actually Amina uh, in all the public uh, universities we do have a required course uh, on tamadun Islam, on Islamic civilization. And also uh, ethnic relations, you know, to foster greater understanding among the different uh, races and ethnic groups in Malaysia. But looking at the Malaysian uh, experience, Professor Aziza, how do you look at the health of the civilizational dialogue in Malaysia today? Oh, and uh, added, added to that, Dr. Azizan, now yeah. that you have a new prime minister... Yeah. who used to be Minister for Education as well as used to be the leaders of uh, the youth wing of, of AMNO, mm. is he going to be supportive of these measures uh, uh, for uh, civilizational dialogues in, in Malaysia? Yeah. Okay. Um, very important questions. Um, <laughs> I've given ready. you a headache. I have answers. No, no, no. I have answers that's ready to jump out of my of myself. <laughs> but I need to think it through. Yeah, troublemaker. Uh, I mean, no, 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 no. Uh, very quickly and very humbly, what is the health of dialogue, civilization dialogue in Malaysia? Good, good. Actually, it's very good. Uh, it's just that people don't pay attention to it because they think it's not important because we take unity for granted. Polarization is bad in some places, but I think in some other places it's okay. People, people are people. I mean, in Islam we talk about the rights of our neighbors, and as as a Muslim, you would have Hindus, Buddhists as your you know macro uh, uh, neighbors. Uh, some of them might be living right next door. You do not deny them their rights. You have to be nice to them. You help them, and and you know, and vice versa. So there'll be good relations uh, going on. And then, of course, dialogue, you always speak about dialogue of life in that, like, say, uh, I go to the market. Who do I deal with? People of all sorts, right? And there will be goodwill. There'll be relationships between you as the customer and he as the fish seller or chicken seller, whatever it is, right? And, and so on that score, I think it's not, it's not and, and there'll be, if you, if you research it, there'll be indexes, indices of, of all sorts, happiness index, Harmony Index, and they're all saying that we, okay, we in Malaysia, all right. But going to what uh, Sister Amina was saying, uh, yeah, I think we will be in good uh, stead. We are looking forward to, uh, everybody's still settling down, I think. The general election is quite recent, isn't it? 
Yeah, so mm-hmm. I think it's only fair for people to just sit back and relax and take oxygen, <laughs> breathe deeply. And I don't mean that uh, as a kind of uh, simple uh, dictum. I mean that also intellectually. I mean, sit back and yeah. review. And, and then I think we sometimes move too fast in terms of what's going on. And I would want to be optimistic. I would want to be optimistic. And I think every day we need to look forward to what can we do. No, you know, if if you if you list what are the things that you don't have, that you don't like, there's plenty, isn't it? I think we need to shift to a kind of paradigm where, yeah, we know that, but what can we do in the here and now, no matter how small. Mm-hmm. I think everybody knows this. I think across the civilizations, everybody have those values, right? So as I said, you know, I, I marvel at the two of you because you are right there in the thick of things vis-a-vis uh, conflict resolutions and all of that. But on our part, still being in academe, still tied up to, you know, still at the intellectual level. But we warn ourselves all the time. Dialogue is nice in, in, the, in the dialogue uh, hall. You sit on stage, you've got nice chairs. Yeah, everybody pat themselves and each other. <laughs> But after that, the follow-through is what? The follow-through yeah, is what? The follow-through. Yes. So if, let's say, you have religious leaders dialoguing with each other, then it's the onus is on those leaders to go back to their communities and upgrade the thinking and the understanding and the well-being and the, you know, the behavior of their, of their communities. And I think that one we need to work more on. And yeah. Alhamdulillah, uh, I think the religious authorities in Malaysia, especially the Islamic religious authorities, they're speaking more and more about fikta ayush, peaceful coexistence. Mm-hmm. You know, as Muslims, they want to make sure that whatever uh, theory or idealism you, you hang on to, you want the basis to be anchored in your yeah. revolutionary text, revolutionary text. Yeah. And, and that's happening in a very nice, positive, engaging way. Yeah. Of course, there will be limitations, you know. They, they will say that, yes, we do this, but we must be weary, Sister Amina, like you said, just not of the SOPs. So it's not free for all because yeah. that will create other issues and, and situations, mm-hmm. right? So, last of all, do you, you want what you don't want? Um, you, you don't want intra-problems, intra-civilizational problems. So That's we always, more serious. That's right. We always also say the need for intra-civilization. Ah, there has to be some fact. I mean, if there are four mazhabs in Islam, for example, don't hide that fact. Celebrate it. Celebrate it. Uh, so, so, and, and also I think humility, sincerity, compassion, mercy, and all of this, this, this come from religious background, religious paradigms. But the good news is these are now translatable. The narratives of these uh, principles can be halfway empirical, halfway scientific, if not mm. totally, you know. So so that's the good news. The good things that we are fighting for, that we are working for, it, it actually is within nature itself. Mm. And this is the root of sustainability, uh, this discussions today. Look at the SDG, 17 goals, starting with zero poverty, zero hunger. My word, how can you have those without mercy and compassion? Yeah, but but going back to 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 what you were saying about um, uh, the sustainability of, of dialogue, um, yeah. I couldn't help but um, remember the other night 
we were at dinner. Uh, my my children, uh, my husband and and I, and my son and I, my youngest son and I had a an argument. Uh, I think it was about uh, the the casting uh, of the movie, and um, so the argument went on for for a while, and then my daughter said, uh, "Mom, why don't you listen to <laughs> what Pepe is actually saying?" So that caught me, you know, and so I, I listened and uh, we weren't really on opposite sides. It was just a matter of uh, appreciation yeah. of, of the casting of this movie. And I Correct. couldn't help but think about about the importance of that, yes, uh, and uh, Dr. Azizan, yeah. listening. How, yeah. how do you make different groups actually Listen to yeah, what yeah. the other side is saying. Yeah, this right? this is the this is the basic ingredient for a good dialogue. I think in one of the questions that uh, we were going to go through, we were supposed to be talking about that. Uh, that's what we said earlier on. Dialogue is a science, meaning it's a it's a body of knowledge, do's and don'ts, and 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 then I said, what is critical. One of the the things that are most important is good listening, empathetic listening. Uh, sometimes you just need to listen, that's all. Sometimes all people need is for you to listen, that is all. And that's why I said, it, it, the niyat, the intention is what? Is it to listen to yourself? Is it to want to win the argument? Which, which is all not in the definition of dialogue. It's after dialogue, you're supposed to be able to understand where the other person is coming right. from. Right. right, and 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 that is all. And unfortunately, you are you. Does it's a bonus if the opposite can also happen. I mean, they also understand where you are coming from. Like, you know, when you are arguing with your son, for example, he the, the dialogue could have been uh, good for him because then he understand why is my mom upset about this. So that is something for him to learn also, right? So, so that's always something, and that is why uh, true dialogue. I think it's 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 not easy. It's not easy. Uh, firstly, like we said, we must embrace each other as a human being. And I think in Islam, uh, your iman, your faith is not complete if you don't love the other person, wish for the other person what you wish for yourself. So this is easier, easier said than done. And uh, I think bottom line still is we need to dialogue with ourselves. Like every day we need to ask, you know, what, what is it that I'm aiming for and all of that. And then when you're settled with that, basic idea and notion and then you go out and dialogue with someone but thank you so much for for uh, sister amina for bringing that up that's very important very very important and lots I of guess dialogue I kinda, yeah. maybe i i got used to being a, a mother of little children <laughs> and every time they do something and they won't listen to you then the yeah. ultimate argument is said is just because I said so. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's very, very true. You're not the only one like that. I'm sure <laughs> lots of us are also like that. I'm like that. Yeah. <laughs> so we have to get over, over that sure. feeling that, yeah. Sure. You're, you're the authority. You know everything. Just listen to me sure. and that's it. As it turns <laughs> out, I, you have much to learn. Yeah. From, sure. from younger right. people, from that's people right. outside right. your your comfort zone but I find Dr. Artisan that the skill of listening is so difficult to develop 
so difficult to to develop. Yeah, but but I think it's not impossible, and uh, I think uh, you and Dr. Asia, for example, have been doing a lot of good listening. Uh, of course, you know sometimes we we have high standards with regards to that, also, isn't it? I mean, like we expect ourselves to be much much better than others as well in those regard in the regard of those things of those skills, right? But but I think every day, uh, like Kaizen is saying, every day is a better day than before. And and I think that's the spirit of of it all. And bottom line is, uh, we we our humility increases every day. And I think humility is the other ingredient, is it not? In in dialogue, yes. yeah. So you yes. have to be open. You have to be listening. You have to. And for that, you need humility. Humility in the sense that no matter how much I know, there's still a lot more that I don't know. And and we apply this to our children, to our younger colleagues, to even our bosses. Sometimes, you know. How, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm sorry if I have to say that. Sometimes people who are your bosses, uh, you feel that you know better than them, but then it requires you to interpret your plan. <laughs> yeah, to be careful about that. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yes, uh, I, I received a message from uh, our producer. Time check, 45 minutes. It looks like, as usual, we have we have gone over our, our, our time limit. So yes. you know, thank you so much, Dr. Azizan, so for, for joining sir. us. But um, yes. before we end the show, uh, perhaps yes. we have a message for, for our listeners. And uh, I'm glad to say that uh, since we started August 2021, we yes. now have listeners in 93 countries. So I'm, I'm very, very pleased. Okay. And I would like to thank our listeners for, oh, for staying with us and listening to us. So your message, Dr. Azizat. Um, firstly, I want to say all of us are important in this world. No matter what our circumstances are, we are meant to be here. There's a special purpose. Sometimes we are lucky in that our potential gets to develop, to be developed, but it's never too late. And for those of us who are in better positions, it's an incumbent, it's an imperative upon us to help others reach their potential. And, and I think to, in the in the age where some people find it difficult to find meaning of life, right? And I, this is a good meaning, uh, one good element in your thinking about what is the purpose of my life, which is to do good no matter how small. And in Islam, the good person is, uh, the best person is the person who does good to anybody, cats and dogs environment, not necessarily to just human beings. Just do good, concentrate on doing good. And scientifically speaking, doing good makes you happy, makes you healthy. And what more do you want? So life is a journey, everyone says, yeah. So 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 be it. And and and, and think every day is is so precious. Um, you know, every second is very precious in both the psychological, spiritual and physical meaning of the word. So let's take life very seriously and focus on and think about what it is that, that we can do. And, you know, my special, special um, message is for those who are in the better position, Sister and Dr. Ayesa, I think we're not doing enough. I mean, that's what I say to myself. There's always more that we can do, even in little ways. So, uh, thank you so much once again. And I... You know, hope that you will be listened to uh, by by more countries 
is what 193 countries in the world, I think, 186 countries. I hope the whole world will listen to you, inshallah. And congratulations. It's very timely that we invited somebody like Professor Azizan to talk about civilizational dialogue because it really reminds us that in many of the things that we do, whether it's human rights, peace and conflict resolution, you know, oftentimes we neglect that we are actually doing a dialogue process as well. No, so it's good, you know, for us to reflect again on how do we make this dialogue uh, more scientific and more effective, especially when we are, you know, teaching it as well to our students. So it was a good session, Amina. Yes, I, I really, I really enjoyed that session. So, dear listeners, uh, this is uh, Amina Rasul of the Philippine Center for for Islam and Democracy saying thank you for joining us. Hope you have a great year. And uh, saying, I promise, Ayesa, I will do better at listening. Because one <laughs> of my takeaways from our conversation today, dialogue is crucial. If you really want to live in peace and harmony. But if you don't listen, no dialogue. See, that's why what's happening in the U.S. is, is happening in the U.S. because neither side is listening to, to the other. So thank you so much, dear listeners. Do join us again next week when we will have another exciting guest on She Talks Peace. She Talks Peace is brought to you in partnership with Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics, the easiest way to monetize your podcast. For more information, check out their website at podcastnetwork.asia and podmetrics.co. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.